Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to Beyond the Bandwagon. I am Elias, and with me today and every podcasting day is Kyla. Hi. I hope week one treated you fairly. We were both winners. We were winners. (laughs) Uh, We've been posting a lot of things on Instagram and Twitter at BTBW Podcast. Um, We'll get to our matchups that we want to highlight in week two, but first, a recap of week one. Yes. I got very lucky because my team sucked ass <laughs> this week. Um, I started Jameis Winston, oh. which was a huge, huge mistake. You were not alone across the country. I know. That was probably the worst decision I've ever made in fantasy history. He threw three interceptions. And let me see. Let me go back to my week one matchup here. I only scored 103. Point sixty six points. So I was the lowest scoring winner. And I scored lower than some of the losers in our league. A win is a win. A win is a win. Is a win. That's right. So uh, I started Jameis Winston. He was dog shit. And for my receivers, it was looking pretty bleak as well until about the fourth quarter. Chris Godwin ended up getting a touchdown, 53 yards, three receptions. Tyler Lockett was targeted two times in his game against Cincinnati. But one of them, luckily, was for a touchdown, so that Mm -hmm. saved his Mm -hmm. day. Um, James Conner, also dog shit this week against New England. uh, I'm hoping that he has a better week next week. But the winners on my team... Dalvin Cook saved me. Yeah. And Delaney Walker. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. I was not high on Delaney, (laughs) but he had an amazing game, as did all of the Titans. He did. He had two touchdowns, 55 reception yards, and five receptions. So, and as we talked about on the last show, Aaron Jones was quite the bust in week one. (laughs) (laughs) And And we'll get to more Aaron Jones later on as well. Yeah. Um, I won 141 to 139. Wow. It was very close. Um, and since we've been talking a little bit and we'll talk more about the Steelers and Patriots game, um, Vance McDonald was my starting tight end. I didn't really feel great about that matchup. Yeah. Um, as we talked about last week and, um, I was justified Mm -hmm. in that two catches for 40 yards. However, uh, he was the last player going in my game, and I was down by one point going into the final minute of that game. Vance McDonald caught a, I'm not sure, 20-yard pass. Wow. It may or may not have been the very last play of the game, <laughs> and I I pulled ahead. Um, I, I also benefited from my opponent losing two touchdowns because George Kittle lost oh, two touchdowns. To penalties. Yeah, to penalties. Wow. Um, so I would have lost had those not. Definitely. You know, had those flags been picked up. However, I didn't. Uh, scored the second most points in our league. Um, Lamar Jackson, I started him over Matt Ryan at my quarterback spot. Smart choice. It's hard to believe that I was debating that. <laughs> Uh, Lamar Jackson, 45 points. Um, Mark Ingram, 24.7. Didn't you say Um, you didn't believe in Lamar Jackson? I did. (laughs) And then I somehow drafted Lamar Jackson in all three of my leagues, and now I am Team Lamar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, It's very, you know, I'm not sure how that happened. Uh, He was just sitting there. Yeah. And I thought, you know, maybe... 
Yeah, I was targeting him, and you took him just before I could get him. So lucky you. So um, speaking of Vance McDonald, our game of the week last week was the Steelers and Patriots. It played out very close to what we predicted. Um, The Patriots passing game was up, and the Mm -hmm. running game was down. We thought Sonny Michelle would have a poor game. And he did. Uh, One of my bad matchups last week was Sonny Michelle, just 14 yards on 15 attempts. Um, the passing game did help out mm-hmm. um, the the RBs for New England, but not Sonny Michelle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James White didn't yeah. have a decent game, right? Like you had predicted. James White was the preferred back there. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers' passing game was down, and James Conner was so-so. We thought he would get a little bit more play, but then they had to pass yes. pretty much the entire second half. Yeah, that really and ruined. That didn't, uh, that didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I still won my game, though. No thanks to James Conner. Um, in the good and bad matchups from last week, I mentioned Michelle. Um, the other bad matchup that I pointed out was Leonard Fournette. 66 yards on 13 attempts, four catches for 28 yards, and a fumble lost. Uh, he was projected to get just over 15 points in our league, and he wound up with 9.40. So hopefully you stayed away from Fournette. Yeah. Um, we pointed out Mark Ingram. Uh, he went nuts, 107 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, yeah, he was one of your uh, good Starts, matchups, right? Good, yeah, yep, yeah. good good matchups. And then uh, we were lukewarm on a few as well. Kenny Galladay was one of mine. Uh, he finished right at his projected with four four catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown. That's not a good game, though. Still a great game, yeah, yeah. over uh, 12 points. And then uh, we also pointed out Kirk Cousins. Yes, and Cousins apparently just won't need to throw. Yes, I didn't fare so well on my good and bad matchups last week. I had um, thought Will Fuller was going to have a better game than what he had. He had two targets, kind of like Tyler Lockett, and 69 yards, and he only got 7.9 points. And I really expected him to be able to do more than that um, against the Saints. Kirk Cousins, I also predicted, was going to have a good game. And he didn't have a bad game. He played well. But he only threw the ball 10 times. Yeah, he could have been playing for free. He could have been Kurt Warner and Kurt Warner's 50-something-year-old body <laughs> yeah. or however old he is. It just didn't matter who was playing quarterback because he really didn't need to do anything. He Dalvin didn't. Cook just – the Vikings ran over the Falcons pretty much. They did. The I, I mean, we expected it to be run-heavy offense, but 10 passes. I'm high on the Vikings, but I didn't expect that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my bad matchups last week, um, Calvin Ridley, I didn't really think was going to have a great game and he did. Okay. He got 14.4 points in our league. Um, he caught four receptions for 64 yards and one touchdown. So that's a good game. And my other one that I was not high on last week, Damian Williams. Shady's going to be a problem. (laughs) Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about this because I like Shady and I drafted him. Um, Damian Williams, he still had an okay game. He got 15 and a half points in our league. He rushed 13 times for only 26 yards, though, compared to Shady's, what, 10 rushes for 81 yards. But he did catch six receptions for 39 yards and he got a touchdown. So that the touchdown saved his game for sure. He did play the majority of the backfield snaps. Um, but I still believe in the shady magic. Well, it's a good thing you don't like to gloat, right? <laughs> um, I only 
only have one thing to gloat about this week. Okay, <laughs> everything else went pretty bad. Um, I still like Damian. I think everyone on that offense is still worth liking, especially with Tyreek Hill out. And we'll get to Tyreek Hill in one second. Mm-hmm. Um, I still believe in Damian. Fifteen over fifteen points in our our league uh, because of receiving. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to start him this week, and if it doesn't work out against the Raiders, then I'm likely going to move. Mark Ingram into an RB spot. Yeah. Um, and maybe uh, start Cooper Cup in my flex. I was able to pick up Marquise Brown. So we'll see. Yeah. The other RB spot for me is Saquon. So, which is going to be. Yeah. You just pretty much pencil him in. Yeah. Um, and for one second to go back, Calvin Ridley, um, that was still a good projection from you because his touchdown came late in the game yeah and when it when it mattered he didn't get a whole lot of production yeah so i mean it was just a, a lucky touchdown and if that hadn't happened your projection you know spot on yeah well so. i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> that touchdown did save his game though for sure uh some injury updates and some potential guys to pick up on the wire to fill in uh we mentioned tyreek hill i'll go ahead and start that part off um Shoulder injury, non-surgical. He's going to be out two to three weeks. Uh, if you don't have Sammy Watkins, he's already taken in your league. McCole Hardiman mm-hmm. is a potential replacement there. He's going yeah. to get a, some more playing time with Hill out. Uh, yeah, another very notable injury, which is really, really unfortunate. Nick Foles broke his collarbone and had to have surgery. And he is going to be out indefinitely. Minshew is his backup. So, yeah, he's on IR. Um, so he's out at least eight weeks. Um, Minshew, who was famous in college for his mustache, was he? Washington State. Yeah, oh. they they all went crazy. They would wear you know fake you know stashes in the in the crowd and all that. Hmm. Um, he played really well. <laughs> he did um, actually. If yes. you're in your standard leagues with only one quarterback starting, you're probably not going to look at him. Plenty of other guys out there if you mm-hmm. want to pick one up. But if you're in a bad spot. Uh, he went 22 for 25, um, over 200 yards, two TDs. He did throw one pick, but he yeah. played well. Yeah, he did play well. That was a pretty solid outing. Uh, some more injury news. Joe Mixon sprained his ankle. He's still likely to play at this point. But if he doesn't, Giovanni Bernard. Definitely. He's out there. For sure. Uh, Tevin Coleman for the 49ers, uh, high ankle sprain. They're saying two to week two to six week recovery for him. Yeah. If Matt Breed is out there, that wouldn't be a bad pickup. And then Darius Geis. Um, Darius Geis did. Yeah. He has a meniscus injury. Um, he's supposed to be out a few weeks. So they did activate Adrian Peterson to be AP. their lead back. <laughs> he's still out there. He is still out there. Not a lot of magic left in those legs, but he's um, still out there. I actually think there, Chris Thompson might be the better pickup. He's the passing mm-hmm. down guy. Um, so I think he's more valuable on a PPR format. Um, I think, is that it? Mike Williams got injured, too, from the Chargers. He's one of my bad matchups coming up. Uh, We'll talk about Mike Williams. One late one that happened, though, was was Hunter Henry. Oh, yeah, that broke Um, today. Out four to six weeks, a tibial plateau fracture in his left knee, and he played on it throughout the fourth quarter. Yeah. He had to be in so much pain. Um, So moving on from the injuries, the top waiver wire ads for the week – Obviously, Marquise Brown was one to pick up. You mentioned that you picked him up already. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you actually got him not on waivers, though. Nobody picked him up. Nobody tried. Yeah. Well, you stole Deshaun Jackson from me, so I, I, had, to, I had to find a receiver. <laughs> um, I did get uh, TJ Hawkinson, though. So yes. hopefully Vance McDonald could be my bench tight yeah, end for now. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson, definitely a top waiver wire ad this week. Um, Terry McLaurin, actually, is if he's available in your league, is a good pickup. He had five receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Seems like he's the number one option there with Jordan Reed out, so. I had never heard of him. Yeah. And apparently his nickname is Scary Terry. I hadn't heard of him he either. he was drafted in our league. Somebody drafted him. Who was it? It was Andrew. Oh, of course it was. And he said his name during the draft, yeah. and he wasn't even on our sheets. No. Nope. And I had no idea who it was. Yeah. And neither did anybody else. Yeah, but, but look at him now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at him go now. Exactly. Um, We already... Kind of talked about Gio Bernard, Chris Thompson. John Ross is another one in Cincinnati. He had seven receptions, 158 yards, and two touchdowns in their game this week. Um, but he does have a tough matchup against the 49ers this week who tormented Jameis Winston, as we've said. And it's really confusing, too, because yeah. last season the 49ers only had two picks Yeah. on the year. They did. But and they had it, three in week one. Well, it was Jameis Winston. But are the Buccaneers <laughs> just that bad? Uh, I or, think they or are. Or the 49ers but improved? I think they probably improved, yeah. 49ers have a solid defensive line. I mean, Sherman, um, their cornerback, scored his first touchdown mm. uh, since, I think it said. Since leaving the Seahawks? Well, <laughs> it was like 2013 or 2014 or something really? like, like that. Yeah, the, yeah, the last time that he returned an interception for a touchdown. That's really surprising. Uh, yeah, well, the, people just don't throw to him anymore. Oh, wow, well, throw, yeah. throw near him anymore. That makes I sense. I should say. Um, the next one I've got and is a guy that I picked up this week off waivers, John Brown in Buffalo. Circle the wagons. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think he's going to have value the whole season, though, which is why I ended up going with him. He had the most targets on the team with 10. So he seems like he's the guy in Buffalo, and he did turn his targets into seven receptions, 123 yards, and one touchdown. And he did score the game-winning touchdown. So uh, I snagged him. Is it, is it cowboy time? It can be we cowboy. Can it's always it's cowboy It's always time. cowboy time for you. <laughs> Uh, Randall Cobb and Michael Gallup. Uh, yes. If Michael Gallup is available in your league, you need to get him. I have him. I drafted him. <laughs> and I probably will play him this year. The Cowboys uh, have a new offensive coordinator this year and Kellen Moore, who was their backup quarterback last year. Former Boise State quarterback, Kellen Moore. Oh, yeah. Um, from Loved always his college career. <laughs> from what we saw he's changed the offense a lot I mean they went way more pass heavy than they normally do and uh, the connection between Dak and Gallup has improved significantly from last year he caught all seven of his targets for 158 yards he got 21-ish points in our league mm -hmm. so they have another good matchup against the Redskins this week the thing that stood out to me was Cobb in the slot as opposed to Cole Beasley. Yeah. A lot a lot more explosive, mm -hmm. and they can throw inside now. They can throw outside. Cooper mm -hmm. looked great. Gallup looked great. Yeah. Uh, Jarwin caught a touchdown. 
the apparent backup tight end. The backup tight end caught a touchdown. Because Jason and Witten played. Yeah, Jason Witten played a lot more than I thought. He played Apparently, almost, you know, he's still just who he was before. I tried to say that, didn't I? That's a, uh, that's another thing I was right about because last week I said <laughs> I might regret not picking up Jason Witten because he's going to score a touchdown. And what did that motherfucker do? Well, the guy that you picked up scored he two touchdowns two. Yes. In, in Delaney Walker. So, so I don't regret but, it, but yeah. he did score a touchdown. He's out there. So with that said... If you need a tight end to replace Hunter Henry, Jason Witten has some touchdown upside. Now, I don't know if he's going to get a lot of yardage every game, but he does play most of the offensive snaps, and he is a big end zone threat. Oh, the Cowboys. (laughs) The Cowboys are going to be a problem. Sean McCoy is going to be a problem. The Patriots are really good. Yeah. The Broncos are not very good, Mm -hmm. as they showed the entire (laughs) Entire country oh, and the so world bad. on Monday Night Football. It started out bad, but they finished better than they started. They should have been in better uh, shape at the end of the game than they were. Uh, big dropped uh, TD by, um, I believe it, it was Deshaun Hamilton oh, in the really? end zone, right right through his hands. Oh. And then they kicked a field goal. So I don't think the Broncos I will watched, get better. I didn't watch the end of it because it was so... So late. hard to watch. <laughs> oh, oh, it was just because it was hard to watch. You just were like, oh, the product is bad. You know, you didn't even have to go to bed. Oh, all right. Well, moving on from the cowboy talk. Um, I think the only waiver wire one we didn't mention yet was Darren Waller. Speaking of those Raiders, Darren yes, Waller, yep. tight end. Um, he looks extremely talented. He does. To say the least. All right, a, a winner and a loser uh, from both of us. Week one, just to kind of put a bow on the week. Yeah. Um, we talked about Dalvin Cook. He is a winner for me. Um, got 21 carries on 111 yards. Yes, he did. Uh, two TDs, um, also two catches, 27 fantasy points. Uh, the, the running game is alive and kicking. That's there. amazing. That's great news. I love I'm it. glad that... Um, I took your advice for your um, person you were high on for the draft. Hey, I hope you're not him. the only one. <laughs> um, my winner of the week. Were you done? I was. Oh, Cook. Okay. My winner of the week, um, Sammy Watkins. He he Was he the highest scorer of the week? He got 44 points in our league. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm, my guess is yes. It's pretty high. He was targeted 11 times, and he caught nine of those targets. At 198 yards and three touchdowns. The only three. person that I think may have scored more was Lamar Jackson. Well, yes. Um, he just went nuts. He looked like the Sammy Watkins when he was at Clemson. Yeah, he looked healthy, and he was also on the bench He was in our on league. the bench. Poor Bethany. You're my friend, your lovely wife, cuckoo for juju, Bethany. Had she, him on uh, her bench. She had a good week. She still had a good week. She ended up losing it, it her did game, not, though. Yes, it it it, it hurts. It, it's it, a rough start. <laughs> it's a rough start. But I I would have made the same play though. That wasn't a bad play. He probably would have been on my bench too if I'd had him. Yeah, I don't I don't remember Sammy Watkins ever having a game like that in the NFL, no. even even close. So yeah, you know, with Tyreek Hill out now though, it's looking he's a pretty wide good. receiver one for yeah. sure. 
Um, a loser from week one for me is Mike Williams of the Chargers, as previously mentioned. Uh, just 3.9 points, um, only three targets, two catches for 29 yards. Um, he was also forced out of the game after grabbing his knee. Uh, reports say he likely won't miss any time, but it's a situation to monitor. Um, he did have his knee checked out on Monday. He said that his knee, and I put this in quotes, tightened up, mm. which interesting that's never good <laughs> um and that's why he missed time late in the game which only added to the fact that he hadn't done much um not a lot of positives out of his season debut uh he was ranked on espn on our draft sheets as a number three receiver or excuse me number 23 receiver um and he is owned on 96 percent of teams on on espn wow so Maybe time to move on from Mike. Maybe, maybe not move on yet. We'll see how he does. At least put him on the bench for a while. Yeah, yeah. Because he didn't go out to the fourth quarter, right? And they didn't do anything before that. Uh, he only had two catches, uh, whether it was the third quarter or the fourth quarter, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But, he's, you know, he's had injury problems. Yeah, for sure. Um, my loser of the week that I picked, Devontae Freeman. He only got 2.6 points in our league. That's all, probably, I don't know if it's the lowest of any of like the starters, the, but. The uh, prominent starting RBs. Yeah, yeah. It's it up was, there. That's pretty bad. He rushed only eight times and gained 19 yards. That's it. And game flow probably had something to do with his carries, but still. Yeah, yeah. The O line was not good. Matt Ryan was sacked four times and hit several other times. They just couldn't get the running game going at all, and they were playing from behind most of the game, which meant less opportunity, like you said. But the most disturbing part of this is that he split snaps almost 50-50 with Ito Smith. So that's concerning. Not not what you want. Yeah. Um, And I don't know if Ito is more of a threat in the receiving game out of the backfield, so they were passing more, and then he was splitting snaps. Is that... I'm not kind sure of what we could yeah. chalk it up to. Um, there are certain people in fantasy football, just like in life, you know, they, they burn you once <laughs> you don't really, you know, root for them. And I'm sure that Mr. Freeman is a good person. Yeah. But sure. uh, two years ago in, in one of my fantasy leagues, uh, I got knocked out. The Falcons were playing a night game in the playoffs. I had Julio Jones. All I needed was Julio to get just a couple of catches. Just like, <laughs> Just do anything. <laughs> and he didn't do anything. And then Freeman just had a crazy game and knocked me out of the playoffs. So oh. he's just one of those guys that I don't root for. <laughs> is it is it uncalled for? Probably. But I don't root for Freeman. So the fact that he had a bad game, you know, I'm just yeah. going to, you know, just put that behind me and mm-hmm. keep smiling. Kind of gloat about it. So um, good matchups for week two. We can move into those. Week two. Mm, it's exciting. Um, my first one that I chose, Robert Woods. And I, <laughs> I'm kind of scared to even say this, honestly, because you never know who in the Rams offense is going to get the targets. But he was targeted the most last week. Will Fuller kind of burned me against New Orleans last week, too. So it's, it's, it's a iffy Prediction. I, I think we're both taking some chances with, with our predictions, <laughs> yeah. you know, with, uh, 
the podcast as it's come along, getting our feet wet a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm also taking a few chances on mine. So yeah, let's see. Yeah. Um, let's see what else I have here. Oh, yes. Well, Will Fuller did not have a very good game against New Orleans, as I had predicted. DeAndre Hopkins, on the other hand, did have an amazing game, and they allowed 111 yards to him and two touchdowns. Yeah, I I think with their trio, the other two being Cooper Cup and and Brandon Cooks, they all sort of have their role. Um, It really is game plan dependent who's going to get more. I thought Cooper Cup had a good game Mm -hmm. in week one, but it was a lot of underneath type throws. Yeah, um, Not a lot of yardage with Woods and with Cooks. You would think maybe more downfield type action. Mm-hmm. And the Saints gave up plenty of that they did. in their game. Yeah. Um, another receiver um, for my matchup in week two is Devontae Adams. Uh, he underwhelmed in week one. Very um, much. But yeah, very, very <laughs> much. But the whole Thursday night opening game yeah. uh, was, was underwhelming. Uh, Green Bay will need him against the Vikings. Uh, he has a tough matchup against the, the Vikings defense we were just talking about how how great they were mm-hmm. uh I don't think we say anything bad about the Vikings ever yeah uh Xavier Rhodes is of course w- one of the best corners in the NFL but Adams delivered a touchdown in each of their matchups last season mm-hmm. I think he'll bounce back the Packers um they'll, they'll find a rhythm and I don't know if it'll be in week two or mm-hmm. week three or week ten but Devonte Adams, you know, don't fret yet. He'll 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 be there. He's on your side. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's just he's too good. He can't have very many bad weeks in a row. Um, my next one is Tyrell Williams for the Raiders. He looked pretty good against the Broncos with 105 yards and one touchdown. He seems to have benefited the most from the departure of Antonio Brown mm-hmm. and is likely to be the number one guy there moving forward. My my good matchup as well uh, is is Derek Carr, quarterback. Um, and we were we were talking about the Jaguars' offense and how well they threw. Foles was doing great um, when when they were playing the the Chiefs before he got hurt in in Week One, and then his backup stash man himself, Gardner Minshew. Uh, was also doing well. Um, so the the Raiders uh, played them in week two. Um, one thing that stood out for me in that game uh, in week one for, for Oakland was the play calling. Um, aside from Carr's kneel downs at, at the end of the game, uh, they ran 26 passes and 26 runs. Uh, it was perfect balance for them throughout the game. They pretty much did w- whatever they wanted against Denver, who's supposed to be a top 10 defense with, with Fangio there now. Um, I thought Gruden and Carr just put on a show. Yes. Um, the uh, final play of the game was a quick pass out to your guy, Tyrell. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seemed to be designed to get him in space. Uh, they needed a first down to clinch the game, and, and that's what they got. Uh, they just had to kneel it after that. Um, so Carr, it, you know, probably not owned in your league. Uh, if you're in a bind, I would pick him up. He's a solid choice, especially against uh, KC, and they're going to be down, you would think, so they're going to be throwing even more. Yeah. Uh, in week one, he was 22 for 26 with 259 yards and one TD and no picks. He played a clean game. Uh, the Chiefs secondary is susceptible. We saw it last season, and we saw it again mm-hmm. on on Sunday. 
Yeah, definitely so a good option if you need a quarterback. If you have Jameis Winston as your starting quarterback, you should definitely drop him and you add Derek Carr. You should definitely drop Jameis. <laughs> what the hell, Jameis? Man. Um, so my first guy that I think you should sit this week, not surprising, Aaron Jones. Um, he struggled against Chicago last week, as we've talked about several times already. And I just don't really trust him against um, Minnesota's front seven. They stymied Devontae Freeman last week. And the Packers' O-line struggled a lot and allowed Aaron Rodgers to be sacked five times in that game. So I can't imagine this week is going to go much better. I do think there are better days ahead for Aaron Jones. I just don't think it's this week. Right. So I'll be benching him probably. Uh, Sticking in the same game, my first guy to sit would be Stephon Diggs. Um, With a guy that talented, obviously a ton of potential, but the Packers defense was actually fairly stellar in Mm -hmm. week one. I don't know if it was as much the defense as Trubisky for the Bears. Right. Uh, Trubisky had a really, really poor game. But uh, the Vikings will keep the ball on the ground. You would think if they can do it, they will. We saw that in week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would think they'll have to throw the ball more than 10 times. Because they only threw the ball 10 <laughs> times in week one. You would but, think, but um, I mean... I don't expect Diggs or, or Adam Thielen to put up crazy numbers. Diggs had only two catches for 37 yards in the first game. Um, so... Yeah, I agree with you. My next guy is your guy on your Broncos team, Philip Lindsay. Um, he's already on timeshare with Royce Freeman, who gained more yardage than he did last week. And Denver has a really hard matchup against Chicago this week. As we've talked about, their defense uh, didn't let Aaron Jones do anything last week. So um, they only gave up 39 rushing yards to him. And then Philip Lindsay only gained 45 yards on 11 rushes against Oakland. And 23 yards on four receptions. So he's kind of struggling and then sharing time. So that's not a good I'm not feeling great about the Broncos either. As a whole, (laughs) Joe Flacco was not very good uh, to the surprise of no one, maybe other than John Elway. Um, (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) we could spend the next hour talking about my, uh, my thoughts on the Elway quarterback situation in Denver and how other than Peyton Manning he has done nothing to improve you would think that he would situation be better ever that. well <laughs> the one spot he apparently doesn't know is the one spot that he played as a pro but uh um my second bad matchup it it hurts um in our defense we have a very high batting average so far with all of our <laughs> predictions going back to our first podcast um but my other bad matchup is Dante Pettis, the wide receiver um, for the 49ers. They're playing the Bengals, but I don't think it really matters what team they're playing. Um, he was one of my sleepers yeah. early on in the year. Mm. I just, I really thought that he, I mean, he's dealing with a little bit of an injury, Yeah. but I just saw the talent and they have to throw to someone other than George Kittle. You've mm-hmm. got to think that. Well, yeah. in game one, they didn't throw to anyone other than George Kittle. <laughs> he had eight catches uh, and that's you know, only two one were game back of, yeah so but do you think other teams are just going to say we'll guard everybody except for Kittle yeah <laughs> I, I don't know like you've you know he 
just found openings over and over and over. The, the next closest guy only had three catches. Wow. Uh, and Kittle had eight and should have had 10 for two touchdowns. Wow. So that is where the 49ers passing game is. But Pettis, uh, in particular, uh, caught only one pass in the opening game. Um, he came into the game, as Kyle Shanahan, their coach, said, as a backup. Wow. And he is dealing with a calf issue. Um it looks like someone to just completely avoid a drop until further notice. Yeah. I dropped him to pick up Hollywood Brown. Yes. Uh, I, man. Yeah. Dante Pettis. I really, really thought he would have a good year. Here. <laughs> He's really been, it seems like every year there's one guy that just kind of blows your mind. You don't know why he's doing what he's doing, whether that's positive or negative. And that's Dante Pettis. That's Dante Pettis. <laughs> I'm very confused by the 49ers in general. <laughs> Um, so to move on from that, our game of the week this week, we chose Philadelphia versus Atlanta. We, you know, our previous podcast, the, the, the game of the week, we are one and oh with that. That's how yeah. I would, I would classify it. Uh, uh, we were right on the money Steelers and Patriots. So now, uh, the Eagles face, uh, the Falcons, this is also, Sunday night football, I believe just like the Steelers and Pats were last week. Mm -hmm. Um, where I'd like to start is the Eagles front seven is really solid and they gave up pretty much nothing on the ground in week one and a whole lot through the air. Mm -hmm. Um, so now you look at the Falcons who didn't run the ball very well and pretty much had to throw, Mm -hmm. uh, case Keenum last week for Washington against the Philly D through for 380 yards and three touchdowns. And that is not a mistake by me. It was Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah. Who Which also, was amazing. Also, speaking of Broncos quarterbacks, <laughs> former Broncos quarterbacks, uh, the Eagles secondary is susceptible, especially to the big play. I'd expect the Falcons air it out early and often. Um, lots of potential there to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be high-scoring. It's in Atlanta. The Eagles are the favorite to win on the road, actually. Um, the Eagles have won the last three outings, but they've all been in Philadelphia. So, yes, I agree with you. I think it should be a high-scoring affair. I think Carson Wentz, maybe Deshaun Jackson, who I don't know if I'm going to start or not, but uh, Matt Ryan, Julio, Calvin Ridley, all good plays probably. Definitely not Devontae Freeman. <laughs> I don't know about the Eagles running backs. They're yeah. all kind of sharing time. So, Well, in – um, you know, speaking of that, uh, the Vikings dominated on the ground so thoroughly that they didn't even need to throw. Um, I'm curious if Philly will try to follow a similar blueprint, mm-hmm. try to get um, Miles Sanders going. Um, the backfield for Philly didn't really show much yeah. in week one. They were so effective through the air late in the game. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what the running backs can can bring to the table in that one. Yeah. Uh, some projected points. For the Eagles, Carson Wentz in our league is the top projected guy, 27 points. Ertz with 12 and Alshon Jeffrey with 11. Uh, for the Falcons, Matt Ryan, uh, 26 points and Julio Jones with 19 and Devontae Freeman with almost 13 projected points. Oh, I can't see um, that happening. Well, <laughs> Freeman, he's going to burn you. I'm really Trust low me. on Freeman right now, if you can't tell. He's um, going to burn you. So who do you think is going to win? Uh, my pick would be Philly. 
but I also, you know, I, I projected the Falcons as a playoff team. So if they're going to get right, now's the time. Yeah. I, uh, I think I'm going to go with Atlanta to win. I went with Atlanta to win the upset last week and they let me down, but they are at home this week. At home, at night, in the dome. Yeah. Traditionally, they are Coming very, off very a good. Loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I'm, I'll go with Atlanta. I like week. it. Yeah. I like it. So, is there anything else we need to mention? I think that's probably it, right? Um, not unless you want to go through our starting lineups. Oh, that's right, right, right. We do need to do that. Which we've, which we've done for the most part. Um, I have not picked up a different defense yet. We were just talking about that game. I have the Philadelphia defense in there. Um the Philly D did not do well in week one. And I don't know if they'll do well in week two either, but <laughs> there's not a lot of teams that I, you know, I, I look at the wire that I would want to pick up instead. Yeah. Um, I did so pick up a new defense this week. Did you pick up the Broncos or did you drop the Broncos? I, I dropped, saw that in there. No, I had Dallas. I dropped them. You oh, Okay. You dropped, Oh, you dropped the Cowboys. I did. What have, what have you done? I picked up Carolina who was playing Tampa Bay. Oh, well, <laughs> Jameis Winston's revenge game. <laughs> watch we'll him see. like yeah, just we'll light s- them up dude. we'll That'd see be but uh life. lamar jackson and i have odell beckham mike evans saquon damian williams tj hawkinson who i just got off the wire and mark ingram um cooper cup on the bench um with the quarterback situation the way that it is even though we're high on the, the stash man in jacksonville mm-hmm. I, I have dd westbrook on the bench um we'll see yes i have um Jared Goff is my quarterback, which I had him last week too. And he didn't have an incredibly great game either. So I'm not too broken up about, I mean, he did better than Jameis Winston, but I'm starting him this week (laughs) against New Orleans. My receivers, Michael Gallup is going to be in my starting lineup. I'm not super strong at receiver. Currently have Tyler Lockett in. I may... Put John Brown in. I'm not. I'm. I picked up John Brown. So you are high on John Brown, I, friend of the podcast. <laughs> I am high on John Brown. Uh, James Connor. I. I mean, I can't not start James Connor. Um, Dalvin Cook, Delaney Walker. I'm gonna go with again as my tight end. They're playing Indianapolis. Currently in my flex, I have Shady. Lashawn McCoy, <laughs> and I'm starting Damian Williams. I don't know if I'll keep him there. Um, I'm still undecided. I did pick up Deshaun Jackson this week. He was available in our league. Um, And John Brown probably won't start. Aaron Jones or Brandon Cooks. Chris Godwin, probably not. Uh, But my kicker still, I'm going to go with Brett Maher. And then I picked up Carolina's defense. I see us arguing about this Chiefs (laughs) situation. For many more weeks, and that's I, cool. It's because if we're if we're arguing about it, that means Damian Williams is still being productive. That's what I, I don't think we're going to be arguing about it very much longer. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I guess that's going to do it. Yeah. So, good luck in week two, everybody. Good luck. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please remember to subscribe and give us a review. For lineup questions or comments, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BTBW Podcast. And we will see you next time. See ya.